When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That's right. Right in front of your face, Panic Chamber Week 11, baby. We're going to break down these names and decide whether we're putting these players in the Panic Chamber and closing the door. Or are these players going to be deemed safe and worthy of investing, holding? We're breaking all that down and more of the Fantasy Football Show. It begins right now. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. All right, first of all, guys, go visit our sponsor, Grindhouse. Grindhouse is amazing. You are entering the panic chamber, brought to you by Grindhouse. Vintage movie tees and hoodies. You are entering the panic chamber, brought to you by Grindhouse. Grindhouse, vintage movie tees and hoodies straight from the attic. Movies from over 40 years ago, Godzilla, King Kong. It's it's apparel, it's hoodies, it's hoodies and movies. What could be better? Go visit Grindhouse at G-R-N-D-H-A-U-S. I like to call it Grindhouse. Dot com and go over to Grindhouse Supply on Instagram and give them a follow. Tell them I sent you. Now let's dig into Panic Chamber Week 11, shall we? Right in front of your face are names you might be panicking on or other people might be panicking on, and I'm going to calm the storm and, and try and tell you to maybe go after a player that might be in someone else's panic environment but not in yours. Or I might be telling you to panic on somebody other people aren't even thinking of panicking on. We're going to break it all down right now. Kicking it off with probably the biggest name on the list, Christian McCaffrey. Now, CMC, there's a reason to put him in the panic chamber. I'm not saying we're closing the door. We do have a situation here where we don't know if Shanahan's going to use him right. Kyle Shanahan is either going to break him or misuse him in a way that frustrates fantasy football owners. Kind of like the other day when he said he was going to give Christian McCaffrey and Mitchell about equal workload and divide it up 50-50. Not what CMC owners wanted to hear. Now, CMC owners didn't want him running the ball, using McCaffrey up the A and B gap 29 times a game. But this is the complete opposite of what fantasy football owners want. Eli Mitchell, 18 carries for 89 yards, no touchdowns in week number 10. CMC had 14 carries for 38 yards and one TD. True to Shanahan's word, or even worse, because CMC's carries were, were four carries lower than Mitchell's. But CMC gets more work in the in the passing game, so it kind of... It kind of does equal a 50-50 split. Now, will Shanahan continue to go down this road? He probably will. I don't really know why he wouldn't because he's trying to keep CMC healthy. I get that. But I feel like he's just going to frustrate fantasy football owners. I feel like he's going to have a big game one game and have a, a down game the next game. But is he still a top five overall player? Yeah. I did a mock draft like a week, a week and a half ago, and I had CMC number one. Do I still have CMC top one to five? I do. But do I lock him in at number one anymore? Probably not. I'd even make a case that Jonathan Taylor is the new 1.1 go forward and you can you can get all upset and you can say things like what did you, what did he just say did he 
Did he just say three, two, one, one, one? You could say what you want about the past. You can talk about how the Indianapolis Colts are not a good team anymore. Their offense isn't good. Look at who they played. You can talk all that mess all you want, but they, they're fixing things. Matt Ryan's back under center. JT looks healthy finally. The offensive line is motivated. Saturday even said he called out the offensive line. Jeff Saturday, the new head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, this, this magical man named Jeff Saturday. Where is where is that? Look at him. Look at him. This coach has got the whole team motivated, motivated the offensive line, got Matt Ryan back under center. The passing game's going to start stretching the field and help the run. The run's going to help the pass. The offense is going to help the defense. It's going to be a trickle effect. And if you want to argue that the Colts aren't going to improve, they're going to collapse again, then that's, that's where your argument lies. And you and I kind of divide on that topic. So whatever. I'm not going to argue in the comments with people who are like, JT, no, no, no. And there will be people that know the answer. They're going to say, Smitty, you're wrong about JT being potentially not. I didn't say he was locked in the the rock solid 1.1. I'm saying there's a potential that he's not just a top five running back. There's a potential. Listen to the key word, Bob. Potential. He's a one to five overall player going forward. And you can you can do whatever you want with that information. I, I really don't care. My point being that CMC no longer feels locked into 1.1. And this is one week later. How quickly things evolve you got to stay fluid you got to stay fluid you got to adjust and adapt it's adjust and adapt season so my point being i do worry enough to maybe talk about putting cmc in the panic chamber but i don't think he's in the panic chamber i'm going to put him down here but i think it's important to talk about the risk involved with shanahan he injures his running backs he injures players with his aggressive style and scheming we don't really know the answer as to why niners get hurt all the time but they do you can say it's football people get hurt i hear that one a lot i don't really care i don't really care you don't need to explain to me why you think i'm wrong on this topic this is how i feel i'm not going to change my mind shanahan's running backs get injured shanahan's players get injured I don't know if it's no stretching. I don't know if it's the the aggressive practicing. I don't know if it's the aggressive scheme. I don't know if it's a combination of all of them. All I know is that Niners get hurt. All I know is that Niner running backs specifically get hurt. And I worry about them breaking CMC down. A player we already worry about at least this much getting hurt at some point. If on the clock in the top five, I see him sitting there. I'd probably take him. I just want you to know that. But I take him with a little bit of a little bit of panic laced into my my feelings so i'm gonna put him here he is safe but i don't know how safe he is i feel like i'm inching toward putting him up there maybe one more mediocre split between the two of these running backs mitchell and cmc and i'm gonna be throwing him in the panic chamber and hitting the button for now though cmc you're safe you are safe lamar not too worried about Lamar at the current cost of entry. If you're trading for him, people are panicking and selling him. I, I, He's up and down. This is what I said he'd be at the beginning of the year. He was not this way at the beginning of the year, though, and people came for my neck. And, and you know, I looked wrong. But now he's up and down again. I think he probably has a pretty decent finish considering where you can buy him in a trade. And I'm not panicking on him. People that that have uh, an opportunity to trade for fields are like, should I give up Lamar and a bunch of this and that and that for... Justin Fields and my answer is no 
You have a guy in Lamar that is easily equal to Fields go forward. There's a lot of risk in running quarterbacks with Fields or Lamar or Josh Allen. They run the ball a lot. So there's a lot of risk trading for any running quarterback like that. But I do believe Lamar is a very, very good go-get and a very, very good hold. And I'm not panicked on him given the current cost of entry. If you drafted him, then there's more reason to be like, okay, is he going to you know, pull his weight? So I'm fine with Lamar. I'm not panicking on him. not there's no reason to. It's not like we're in a position to overvalue him at this point in the fantasy football season. If you can trade for him, trade for him on the cheap. And if you got him, just hold him. Lamar is, he's safe-ish. You are safe. Alave. Um, look, I think he's going to be one of the better high-end wide receiver twos go forward. He hasn't exploded lately. There's quarterback problems in New Orleans, but I believe that Alave will be very, very, very valuable down the stretch trade form right now while you can he's absolutely not in the panic chamber you are safe Cordero, Cord Daily, Patterson, as we call him here on the show. There's reason to be a little worried. There's a reason to put him in the panic chamber and hover over the button to close the panic chamber doors. However, I don't know that I'm going to close the doors because what is the cost of entry? What did we pay for when we bought the guy? What was the cost of entry? What's the cost of entry in a trade right now if you go get him? When you didn't acquire a player at an ultra high cost, there's no reason to panic. I'm very, very much okay with keeping Daryl on my team if I own him. I'm very much okay with trading for him at high-end running back three value or very low-end running back two value if you're stacked at wide receiver. You got Mark Andrews at tight end. You got an amazing top five quarterback. He's perfectly fine as a running back two in that context and he's very, very good as a flex play go forward no matter what the context is. Is there concern of up and down usage? Is there concern of injury? Is there concern that he didn't do anything last week? Yeah, there's a lot of concern but to a degree because no one overpaid for him and if you have him, hold him. No one's going to give you anything so why panic at all and if you can go get him at seller dweller pricing pennies on the dollar go get him hold him start him as your flex play i don't care but go get him if he's cheap because i think he could be a low-end running back one at times and be kind of a middle range running back two. go forward patterson you're safe there's no reason to panic on you young man you are safe Jamar Chase. I mean, yeah, there's reason to panic. If you own him, you paid top dollar. You paid first round value. In some cases, you drafted him number five overall, seven overall, and he was playing like that kind of player. He was playing out of his mind. This guy had a slow beginning to the season, and he climbed all the way back up to like wide receiver three, four, depending on your format, in a very short period of time, like two games time, then the hip injury. And and he wasn't put on IR. Putting a player on IR makes you miss four straight games uh, minimum. And the Bengals did not place him on IR, which meant to everybody in the news world, in the fantasy football space, that there there was a, a shot that he would not be out four games. He could come back during the fourth game. Well, word came out yesterday that that the, the Bengals are hopeful that they could have Jamar Chase back for week number 12. Some owners were hoping they'd get him back here in week 11. Looks like he's going to maybe be ready for week 12. And as Dad always said when we were younger, maybe... Later on, son, we'll go throw the football. Or maybe later on, son, we will go get ice cream. That really never happened when it was maybe or we're hopeful. And so I kind of liken that to this and say say to you, be careful counting on 
getting ice cream with Jamar Chase in week number 12. There is a lot of risk right here. If you have the opportunity to step out of Jamar Chase, to go get a player that you won't regret going and getting, even if Jamar does return in 12 and balls out and has an amazing year, you're still okay with with your end of the deal. That's the whole thing in a trade. Like, if, if I say, okay explore maybe trading Jamar Chase and then somebody does it and then Jamar Chase does come back and Jamar Chase balls out he's a top five to seven wide receiver go forward whatever and then somebody comes back to me and says Smitty you sure were wrong on that one this one didn't age well (laughs) actually it it doesn't affect me because I'm gonna be right even when I'm wrong (laughs) you know And what I mean by that, Bob, is when we make a smart trade, the right trade, we're stepping laterally into a player we quietly or openly believe in to be as good as the player we're giving up in a worst case scenario and better if it's a better case scenario for us. So in the case of like a St. Brown sidestep, I believe St. Brown can hang with Jamar Chase even if Jamar Chase does come back in week 12 and balls out or has a mediocre week 12 getting getting used to uh, you know getting back on his feet and then week 13, 14 he balls out 14, 15, whatever uh, I think St. Brown can hang with him in a worst case scenario for the trade if you're trading Chase away. In a best case scenario, you're trading away Chase. He doesn't come back. He struggles for two games. Whatever. You end up making out on that side of the trade. Make smart trades. <laughs> Laterally step out of Jamar if you can. If you can't buy into a player that you like equally as good in a, even a quiet scenario, then don't do it. Hold him. But I am worried enough to close the door because what if he doesn't come back for two or three weeks? And if you have an opportunity, and again, I'm giving you a warning shot to trade him, not on the low, but for a quietly as good player like St. Brown or Waddle or or even like an Evans or something, if you, or, or Mark Andrews if you want to go across position, or or go to an ETN owner that's disappointed in his Week 10 performance, or go, go get a, a combination of something else, whatever, as long as it adds up to being very crafty, very arguable, even if Jamar's balling out in Weeks 12 on. Go do it. If I didn't tell you to go do that, if you had the opportunity it would be bad on me to not prepare you for getting the most you can out of Jamar and, and and then not be left holding the bag in week 13 and week 12. And you're like, where is he? Where is he? He's not showing up, Smitty. So panicked enough to close the door. But everybody needs to be very smart about what they do with Jamar Chase because it can cost you a championship either way. Trading them away or trading for them or holding them. There's risk on all sides. You need to play it right. And if you got like eight wins and you own Jamar or you got eight wins and you don't own Jamar and you know you're going to make the playoffs, well, you could weather through waiting on them. So it's so important to understand everything going on with your situation before I can really tell you, are you a good candidate to hold Jamar, a good candidate to trade him, or a good candidate to buy him? It really, there really are three different levels that are very dependent on your situation Please understand that. Do not walk away from this live stream saying Smitty's saying to trade Jamar Chase away. I'm not saying that. I'm saying maybe depending on your situation. AJ Brown had a bad game in in week number 10 and people are freaking out. But guess what? This guy's a baller. He's got Jalen Hurts throwing on the football. I'm not worried. You shouldn't be worried. He's not in the panic chamber. He's still a top 10 potential wide receiver. Go forward. He is safe. AJ Brown, you're safe. You are safe. 
Josh Allen, there's reason to worry, okay? We're going to put him in here and examine the situation. He's got the, the elbow issue that doesn't look like it got any worse for the wear, but it's still a concern. It might still linger. He made some bad decisions, but he showed a lot of heart. He was able to throw the football. He looked like he got banged up again, was on the ground, kind of looking like he was in pain on the ground, face down. I was like, oh my God, this guy got injured again. This guy got injured again. He ended up getting up. He ended up marching the team back. He did blow the game in a lot of ways, but he did get them back into a position to win again. So he showed a lot of heart. I feel very excited about Josh Allen's motivation going forward. I'm not concerned enough to try and trade out of Josh Allen. I'd rather hold. Would I buy if the price was right? Absolutely. Am I concerned at all? Am I putting him in the panic chamber? No, I am not. He's safe to me, but he he is somebody that there's a little bit of risk. Risk I'm willing to take on. Risk I don't believe is panic chamber closing the doors material, but risk involved that I'm willing to, t- to take on that this guy could end up having some issues and the elbow get worse. And I, I don't know, but I'm willing to take on the risk. Josh Allen's more than worth it. He can carry your team. He can win a league. You are safe, Josh Allen. You are safe. Debo Samuel, he's 100% in the panic chamber. I'd buy him at the right price. I would hold him if I couldn't get a lot for him. But if I had the chance to sell him off for a lateral move like a Mike Evans or a CD Lamb or a cross position for a Mark Andrews who I'm pushing big time to get before week 11 kicks off. Mark Andrews can win leagues. Listen to what I say. Mark Andrews can win you a league. Buy him before week 11. We've done this little song and dance before with other players. St. Brown walking into week 10 say goodbye to buying low on st brown mark andrews is the best buy low right now at this debo samuel level so trade him away if you can hold him if you can't trade him away but know that christian mccaffrey this guy right here is going to take a lot of work away from debo to the tune of i don't know having a really bad game maybe two games in a row and then Debo having a really good game because he is in charge of his own destiny at times when he can take a, a four yard pass all the way to the end zone and that's why he was the yak king he was also the number one wide receiver in the NFL and in, in uh, yards per catch so Debo can take care of some of this on his own he's so talented but when the volume's not there and he's not getting footballs tossed his way on the regular and he no longer gets the rushing attempts that he used to get maybe he will still get some but he's no longer protected into having like either the rushing or receiving stats carry him inconsistency awaits big game couple bad games then another big game more bad games it's going to be very inconsistent up and down roller coaster type stuff with Debo moving forward so even if he blows up this week I know people are going to say he's back he's back I don't think it'll be that way I think it will be like this all year so Debo you are in the panic chamber but again Would I buy? If I'm buying dirt cheap, yeah. Then I maybe try and flip him, but I wouldn't be opposed to holding him on the cheap and putting him in my flex spot or my wide receiver two spot in hopes that there is a big play that he's going to drop or a big game. But but he's more of a sell than he is a buy, but he is both. He can live in both worlds. A lot of players can. Swift is 100% a panic chamber guy. Let's close the doors right now. I wanted to do that right away because I want you to know where I stand on this. But Swift is a guy that he's either going to bounce back on a holy terror or he's going to bust the rest of the season. I don't know which one it is, and I don't think anybody does. The bottom line is this. He's got so much talent. I just don't know if the, the team, the coaching staff... The offense is set up for him to get the amount of work he needs to get in a groove. It's almost 
like they're carrying him along slowly and, and there's no intention of really changing it. However, if they do, and I would buy low at the right price, I would certainly sell him off if I if I if I was worried and I, I could get a safer running back. I almost feel like there's no real situation where I want to hold him. I only want to sell him off if I own him. But if I don't own him, I'm kind of intrigued. I know you know what I'm talking about. I'm intrigued because the owner's freaking out and I can get him at a place that's not going to stress me out at a level, a price tag that won't stress me out. It's foreclosure season right now for guys like Swift. I think we're going to be surprised no matter how this plays out. I feel like there's going to be a shocker here. I don't think it's going to be this story's been unfolding in a way we haven't predicted all year. What makes us think it's going to change? I don't even know what that means, but I just feel like there's something's going to happen with Swift that's kind of that kind of feels unexpected and I don't know if that'll be good or bad. I'll be honest with you. So I'm closing the doors, but I am intrigued and I am buying low at the right price, but I want to get out more than I want to get in. Leonard Fournette, of course he's in the panic chamber. He pretty much got benched before the injury last week. He was benched. Rashad White came in. Fournette did get hurt. Rashad White tore it up and became a moon man before our very eyes. To the moon. And now it feels like Rashad White season. Brady's motivated for football again. He's turning to football. He's turning to his football family while he's going through turmoil in his own life. And he's feeling, I think, looks more motivated for football than ever. I think he's really turning to football right now to be a comfort and in, in, in group and sense of family and, and the camaraderie. I think he's going to turn this boat around. And he already kind of has. And I said this about a week and a half ago. I said, watch. Watch Brady use his personal life. That, that looks like it's in shambles to then focus and funnel everything into making this work, turning this around. The one thing he can control right now is football. He can't control the extra peripheral stuff. He can laser focus on football and guess who's a big part of that turnaround. Guess who's a big part of the motivational turnaround of this team? It is Rashad White, the best pass catching back on the team and they haven't even thrown to him yet. Get excited. This is, a, this is one of the best pass catching backs in the entire league. And no one knows it yet. If you watch Arizona State University Rashad White highlights, you'll be so impressed with this kid. He's ultra elite talent with the ability to to shake and bake his way into a 15-yard gain from what would normally be a 4- or 5-yard gain from anybody else. Amazing hands. Alvin Kamara-type production totally in the cards for this kid. He's a bigger version of Alvin Kamara. It's Rashad White's team. I said it from the beginning. I said it when the team drafted him. He would take over the job at some point. Leonard Fournette, your days are numbered. And finally, ETN, this will be quick. Are you panicking on him? Well, you shouldn't be because he's an absolute monster and everybody has a down game from time to time. Get get out of here with this ETN in the panic chamber garbage. That is your panic chamber for week number 11. Get on over to grindhouse.com for all your grindhouse apparel. And be sure to get on over to thefantasyfootballshow.com for your year-round fantasy football advice, predictions, year-round rankings, bold predictions, trade calculator, and one-on-one text advice. I'm your man, Smitty. I will see you all at 7 p.m. Eastern every single Monday through Friday. And I'm live whenever news breaks. I'm also live most Tuesdays, Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays at midnight Eastern. And I'm live Sunday morning and and typically Sunday evening to go over all the games. I'm live every single day. I'm your one-stop shop fantasy football and NFL news show. I'm not just a fantasy football show. 
I kind of get annoyed when people say things like, oh, he's a fantasy guy. Or if I go into a live stream for like a team and I'm talking a little bit of fantasy, but also just talking NFL news, it kind of annoys me when someone's like, oh, well, he only knows fantasy. This isn't fantasy, bro. It doesn't work like that in real football. As if I don't need to know both sides of that coin. As if anybody thinks that a fantasy football analyst that dives into to stats and fantasy football like I do, as deep as I dive into everything, as if I wouldn't know the NFL part of it more than the fantasy part, having to learn all that to then translate into fantasy football. Get out of here. So if you want just an NFL show, if your season's in the tank, or you never even played fantasy football, this is the show for you, and it's 7 p.m. Eastern every single Monday through Friday talking about fantasy football, NFL news, all the breaking news. We do it live, we do it often. Hit the subscribe button if you're new, and hit that thumbs up. We'll be crossing over 17K, I think, by the weekend. So subscribe if you're new be a be a part of the wave i'll see you on the flip side get out of here this is the fantasy football show with your host smitty